Canto seventy to seventy two of Book Three of the Ramayan of Balmike, translated by Ralph T. H. Griffith. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Om One Two Three. Canto seventy, Kavanda. When every rite was duly paid, the princely brothers onward strayed and eager in the lady's quest they turned their footsteps to the west through lonely woods that round them lay ikshaku's children made their way and armed with bow and shaft and brand pressed onward to the southern land thick trees and shrubs and creepers grew in the wild grove they hurried through it was dark and drear and hard to pass for tangled thorns and matted grass still onward with a southern course they made their way with vigorous force and passing through the mages stood beyond that vast and fearful ood with toil and hardship yet unspent three leagues from jenistan they went and speeding on their way at last within the wood of croncher passed a fearful forest wild and black has some huge pile of cloudy wreck filled with all birds and beasts where grew bright blooms of every varied hue on cedar bending every thought through all the mighty wood they sought and at the lady's loss dismayed here for a while and there they stayed then turning farther eastward they pursued three leagues their weary way past crouchers wood and reached the grove where elephants rejoiced to rove the chiefs that awful wood surveyed where deer and wild birds filled each glade where scarce a step the food could take for tangled shrub and tree and brake there in the mountain's woody side a cave the royal brothers pied with dread abysses deep as hell where darkness never ceased to dwell when pressing on the lords of men stood near the entrance of the den they saw within the dark recess a huge misshapen giantess a thing that timid heart that shook with fearful shape and savage look terrific fiend her voice was fierce long were her teeth to rend and pierce the monster caused her horrid feast of flesh of many a savage beast while her long locks at random flung dishevelled over her shoulders hung their eyes the royal brothers raised and on the fearful monster gazed forth from her den she came and glanced at lakshman as he first advanced her eager arms to hold him spread and come and be my love she said then as she held him to her breast the prince in words like these addressed behold thy treasure fond and fair ayomoki the name i bear in tickets of each lofty hill on islets of its brook and reel which me delighted shalt thou play and leave for many a lengthened day 
and raised he hopped a monster war his ready sword he swiftly drew and a sharp steel that quelled his foes cut through her breast and ear and nose thus mangled by his vengeful sword in rage and pain the demon roared and hideous with her awful face sped to her secret dwelling place soon as the fiend had fled from sight the brothers dauntless in their might reached a wild forest dark and dread whose tangled ways were hard to tread then bravest lakshman virtuous youth the friend of purity and truth with reverent palm to palm applied thus to his glorious brother cried my arm presaging throbs amain my troubled heart is sick with pain and cheerless omens ill portent wherever my anxious eyes i bend dear brother hear my words advance resolved and armed for every chance for every sign i mark to-day foretells a peril in the way this bird of most illumined note loud screaming with discordant throat announces with a warning cry that strife and victory are nigh then as the chiefs their search pursued throughout the dreary solitude they heard amazed a mighty sound that broke the very trees around as though a furious tempest passed crushing the oot beneath its blast the drummer raised his trusty sword and both the hidden cause explored there stood before their wondering eyes a fiend broad-chested hues of size a vast misshapen trunk they saw in height surpassing nature's law it stood before them dire and dread without a neck without a head tall as some hill aloft in air its limbs were clothed with bristling hair and deep below the monster's waist his vast misshapen mouth was placed his form was huge his voice was loud as some dark-tinted thunder-cloud forth from his ample chest there came a brilliance as of gushing flame beneath long lashes dark and keen the monster's single eye was seen deep in his chest long fiercely bright it glittered with terrific light he swallowed down his savage fare of lion bird and slaughtered bear and with huge teeth exposed to view over his great lips his tongue he drew his arms unshapely vast and dread a league in length he raised and spread he seized with monstrous hands a heart of deer and many a bear and bird among them all he picked and chose drew forward these rejected those before the princely pair he stood bearing their passage through the oud a league of shade of chiefs had passed when on the fiend their eyes they cast a monstrous shape without a head with mighty arms before him spread they saw that hideous trunk appear that struck the trembling eye with fear then stretching to their full extent his awful arms with fingers bent round ragu's princely sons he cast each grasping limb and held them fast though strong of arm and fierce in might each armed with bow and sword to smite the royal brothers brave and bold 
were helpless in the giant's hold. Then Ragu's son, heroic steel, felt not a pang his bosom trill, but young with no protection near, his brother's heart was sad with fear, and thus with trembling tongue he said to Rama, sore disquieted, Ah me, ah me, my days are told, Oh, see me in the giant's hold, Fly, son of Rako, swiftly flee, And die to yourself from danger free. Me to the fiend an offering gave, Fly at thine ease thyself and leave. Thou, great Kakutsta's son, I ween, Wilt find ere long thy metal queen, And when thou holdest throned again, Thine old hereditary reign, With servants prompt to do thy will, I'll think upon thy brother's steel. As thus the trembling Lakshman cried, The dauntless Rama thus replied, Brother, from causeless dread forbear, A chief like thee should scorn despair. He spoke to suit his wild alarm, Then fierce Kabanda, long of arm, Among the Danavs first and best, The sons of Raku thus addressed, what man are you, whose shoulders show, Broad as a bull's with sword and bow, Who roamed this dark and horrid place, Brought by your fate before my face? Declare by what occasion led These solitary wilds you tread, With swords and bows and shafts to pierce, Like bulls whose horns are strong and fierce, Why have you sought this forest land, where wild with hunger's pangs I stand. Now, as your steps my path have crossed, esteem your lives already lost. The royal brothers hard with dread, the words which fierce Kavanda said, and Rama to his brother cried, whose cheek by blancing fear was dried. Alas, we fall, O valiant chief, from sorrow into dire grief. Still mourning her I hold so dear, We see our own destruction near. Mark, brother, mark, what power has time, Over all that live and every clime. Now, Lord of man, thyself and me, Involved in a fatal danger, see. It is not, be sure, the might of fate, That crushes all with deadly weight. Never can the brave and strong who know the use of spear and sword and bow, the force of conquering time would stand, but fall like barriers built of sand. Thus, in calm strength which not could shake, the son of desert spake, with glory yet unstained. Upon Sumitra's son he bent his eyes, and firm in his intent, his dauntless heart maintained. Canto 71. Govanda's Speech Govanda saw each chieftain stand, imprisoned by his mighty hand, which, like a snare, around him pressed, and thus the royal pair addressed. Why, warriors, are your glances bent on me, whom hungry pangs torment? Why stand with wounded senses? Fate has brought you now, my maw, to sate. When Lakshman heard, a while appalled, His ancient courage he recalled, And to his brother by his side, With seasonable counsel cried, 
this vilest of the giant race will draw us to his side apace come ruse thee let the vengeful sword smite off his arms my honoured lord this awful giant vast of size on his huge strength of arm relies and over the world victorious does with mighty force would slaughter us but in cold blood to slay o king discredit on the brave would bring as when some victim in the right shouts not the hand upraised to smite the monstrous fiend to anger steered the converse of the brothers heard his horrid mouth he opened wide and drew the princess to his side they skilled due time and place to note unsheathed their glittering swords and smote till from the giant's shoulders they had hewn the mighty arms away his transient falchion ram applied and smote him on the battle side while valiant lakshman on the left the arm that held him present cleft then to the art dismembered fell the monster with a hideous yell and like a cloud his deep roar went through art and air and firmament then as the giant's blood flowed fast on his cleft limbs his eye he cast and called upon the princely pair their names and lineage to declare him then the noble lakshman blessed with fortune's favouring marks addressed and told the fiend his brother's name and the high blood of which he came ikshakujer here rama stands illustrious through a hundred lands i younger brother of the heir o fiend the name of lakshman bear his mother stole his real mavay and drove him forth in oaths to stray thus through the mighty forest he roamed with his royal wife and me while glorious as a god he made his dwelling in a greenwood shade some giants stole away his dame and seeking her we hither came but tell me who thou art and why with headless trunk that towered so high with flaming face beneath thy chest thou liest crushed in wild unrest he heard the words that lakshman spoke and memory in his breast awoke recalling indra's words to mind he spoke in gentle tones and kind o oh, welcome best of man are ye whom blessed by faith this day i see a blessing on each transcend blade that low on art these arms has laid thou lord of man incline thine ear the story of my woe to hear while i the rebel pride declare who it doomed me to the form i wear canto seventy two Kavanda's tale lord of the mighty arm of yaw a shape transcending thought i wore and through the triple walls extend my fame for might and valor went scarce might the sun and moon on high scarce sacra would my beauty vie then for a time this form i took and the great world which trembling shook the saints in forest shades who dwelt the terror of my presence felt but once i steered to furious rage great stilicia's glorious sage 
culling in oots his hermit food, my hideous shape with fear he viewed. Then fought his words of anger burst, that made me leave a thing accursed. Thou, whose delight is others' pain, this grisly form shall still retain. Then when I prayed him to relent, and fix some term of punishment, prayed that the cause at length might cease, he bade me thus expect release. Let Rama cleave thine arms away, and on the pyre thy body lay, and then shalt thou, set free from doom, thine own fair shape once more assume. O Lakshman, hear my words, in me, the old illustrious Danu see. By Indra's cause, subdued in fight, I wear this form which scares the sight. By sternest penance long maintained, the mighty Father's grace I gained, when length of days the God bestowed, with foolish pride my bosom glowed. My life of lengthened years assured, I deemed from Sakra's might secured. Led by my senseless pride astray, I challenged Indra to the fray. A flaming bolt with many a knot, with his terrific arm he shot, and straight my head and thighs compressed, were buried in my bulky chest. Deaf to each prayer and piteous call, he sent me not to Yama's hall. Thy prayers and cries, he said, are vain, the Father's word must true remain. But how may lengthened life be spent, by one the bolt has torn and rent? How can I leave, I cried, unfed, with shattered face and ties and head? As does I spoke his grace to crave, arms each a league in length he gave, and opened my chest beneath, this mouth supplied with fearful teeth. So my huge arms I used to cast, round woodland creatures as they passed, and fed within the forest here, on lion, tiger, pod, and deer. Then Indra spake to soothe my grief, when Rama and his brother chief, from thy huge bulk those arms shall cleave, then shall the skies thy soul receive. Disguised in this terrific shape, I let no woodland thing to escape, and still my longing soul was pleased, whenever my arms a victim seized. For in these arms I fondly thought, would drama self at last be caught. Thus hoping, toiling many a day, I yearned to cast my life away. And he, O oh my Lord, thou standest now, blessings be thine, for none but thou, could cleave my arms with transient stroke, true are the words the hermit spoke. Now let me, best of warriors, lend my counsel and thy plans befriend, and aid thee with advice in turn, if thou with fire my cause wilt burn. As does the mighty Danu prayed, with offer of his friendly aid, while Lakshman gazed with anxious eye, the virtuous Rama made reply. Lakshman and I, through forest shade, from Jenistan a while had strayed. When none was near her, Ravan came, and bore away my glorious dame. The giant's form and size unknown, I learn as yet his name alone. Not yet the power and might we know, or dwelling of the monstrous foe. 
with none our helpless feet to guide we wander here by sorrow tried let pity move thee to requite our service in the funeral rite our hands shall bring the boughs that dry where elephants have rammed them lie then dig a pit and light the fire to burn thee as the laws require do thou as meed of this declare who stole my spouse his dwelling where oh if thou can i pray thee say and let this grace our deeds repay danu had lent at antivir the words which rama spoke to hear and as a speaker skilled and tried to that great orator replied no heavenly law my soul endows not know i of thy metal spouse yet will i when my shape i wear him who will tell thee all declare then rama will my lips disclose his name who well that giant knows but till the flames my cause devour this hidden knowledge marks my power for through that causes withering taint my knowledge now is small and faint unknown the giant's very name who bore away the metal dame caused for my evil deeds i wore a shape which all the walls have wore now ere with where it steeds the sun through western skies his course have run deep in a pit my body lay and born it in the wonted way when in the grave my cause is placed with fire and funeral honours graced then i great chief his name will tell who knows the giant robber well with him who guides his life aright in league of trusting love unite and he o valiant prince will be a faithful friend and aid to thee for rama to his searching eyes the triple world uncovered lies for some dark cause of old i ween through all the spheres his ways have been and of canto seventy seventy one and seventy two